After a long day at work, you want to go home, unwind, and spend some time with your number one fan, your dog. But once you get outside with your four-legged athlete, who is really walking who? When you're at home, working on a project, is your dog the first one to answer the door? Is your dog always alerting you to anything or anyone walking down your street by barking at your front window? It's not a case of bad dog. You just have to learn how to talk to each other. That's where doggy play care can help. Jody and her staff can help you and your dog learn a language that you both understand and make life more enjoyable for you and your family. Training your favorite pet is done through fun and playful training aids, all guided under Jody Krakow, the owner of Doggy Play Care on Maple Avenue in Saratoga. Remember, it's never a case of bad dog. It's just a case of bad language between you and your pet. Call Jody at 886-8876 to set up your training classes for you and your all-star at Doggy Play Care. No matter how much I try, can't lie to you, I can't lie to you, uh, no matter how many times I, uh, no matter how many rhymes I, uh, but got it all in my mind, I, uh, but got it all in my mind, uh, yeah, I can't lie to you. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to a brand new Saratoyan on the Record Sports Podcast. We are back after a brief hiatus. I am DJ Eberly and... Back after an even longer hiatus is James Costanzo, and we are here at the face-off. James, how does it feel to finally be back on a pod? It feels very good. Very, very good. It and, feels good to be back in general. Yeah, and especially talking about fantasy football. It's finally that time where drafts are starting to form. And leagues are starting to form, and I guess drafts are starting to happen. I guess that's the correct way I want to phrase it. The drafts are the best. Like, maybe this is just me, but the drafts are definitely the best part. Like, yeah. I could just oh, have yeah. six drafts and ignore teams for the entire <laughs> year. I would. For those of you who are not aware, James and I are roommates, and last night we spent an hour and a half doing mock drafts. Wait, this is not something we want to tell the public. This is like, <laughs> this is secret stuff. But it's truth. And uh, so what we did for this week's face-off, sorry about that, there was a horn on the outside. For a second I thought the fire alarm was going off. Yeah, so did I. But I was like, wait a second, none of us were cooking anything. Maybe my computer caught on fire. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so while we were putting out the papers today, the Saratoga and Troy Becker and Pink Sheet, we were also, James, doing a mock draft. A 10-team mock draft. And basically, we did. We have two separate strategies. Yours is a... Well, why don't you say what your strategy is? Well, I think generally this year, my strategy is going to be favoring wide wide receivers in the first couple rounds. I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily saying I'm going to favor wide receivers throughout my entire draft. But particularly in the first three to four rounds, I think... And I, I should just first preface this by saying that I am by no means... like I don't consider myself a great fantasy football player. It's something I do because I like, I like, I like football <laughs> and I I like fantasy and it's, and it's fun week mm-hmm. to week. I some, by some miracle won a league last year and it was the first league I've ever won and it was complete luck. And it wasn't Andrew Luck either. No, because Andrew Luck did not have a lucky season last year. If you drafted some, some people season. drafted him. I was doing doing research for this. I was going through our, our draft last year. We're, 
in case the the listeners couldn't tell, we were in a we were in a league last year. We're in three leagues together. <laughs> yeah, somebody drafted Andrew Luck in the first round last year. So unfortunately for them, but I mean, you drafted Jeremy Hill in the second round. So <laughs> I don't think it gets much better than that. No, it doesn't. I also drafted Jeremy Hill in the first round in a couple of leagues. Yeah. So. I think with our mock, like I think he went in like round six or seven. But so basically, what how we approached it was we had our mock draft it was a ten team mock draft on ESPN. The, there was a caveat. The first two picks for each of us, I had to take two running backs. James had to take two wide receivers. He had the third selection. I had the fifth. So this we based this, and we you know we put into a written article just about our draft strategies. How we, and we broke down a little bit of our, our draft shakeout shook out. Sorry, and uh, we put it in the Saratogian and Troy record. They're in tomorrow's papers, along with online currently right now as you are listening to this podcast. What we thought and just our basically our our draft guide for you. Whether you take it or not, it's your choice. We hope and you we should it. say that we have real no expertise. We claim no expertise unless you do. I actually did in the first sentence. I said, <laughs> don't worry, folks. You're in good hands. <laughs> so do you want to – should I say anything else more about my strategy? Yeah, just, yeah, just give it a little so – you, you're a wide receiver guy. But I know part of it was – and this is where, again, we, we differentiate – like we really differentiate our two strategies. Is you're on the safer terms while well, I'm a bit riskier. Yeah, you like you seem to like the guys with the high, high ceilings. High ceilings. You're a high floors. floor. I'm a high. Yeah, I'm a high ceiling. You're a high floor. Yeah, because I and this has been building over the course of a number of years. Of I mean, traditionally, the strategy has been running back is generally the one of the weaker positions. Right. They're the most. About, they're, the, they're one of until the, last year. It's basically been running draft or running back first. Right. Last year's where it started to change. We were looking at our draft from last year. We saw Antonio Brown went first overall. Uh, he's projected again to go first overall this year. Believe it or not, this isn't how our draft shook out. I think it was a little it was a little odd the way our draft shook out. But wide receivers could very well go one, two, three, if not one, two. It's almost a lock that whether it's Antonio Brown or Odell Beckham Jr., that's how it's going to go. Is those first two guys. And there's even some strategies. You know, I listen to fantasy fo- fantasy football podcasts. One of them being fantasy focus. ESPN podcast, uh, fantasy focus football podcast on ESPN, and there are some leagues that even they're just they're they're you just don't even go like there's just leagues that a don't play with running backs and just train of thoughts where you don't you draft your running backs legitimately last like that's how some people feel that they can pick people up you can pick someone up like Devonta Freeman who came out of nowhere or David Johnson who again came out of nowhere that that goes into part of my strategy I mean and you can read this. In, in the piece, it was very snarky and mm-hmm. lighthearted. Yeah, but. we tried to we did try to make our column a bit more enjoyable. The lead, which I'll make, I'll give credit, full credit to James. James wrote the lead to our column, and it's perfect. <laughs> I my, my my strategy, I think this year and in going into all my drafts is get a stud. Mm-hmm. You now, it can be a running back. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it can't be a running back. I, I think. If I'm able to get Adrian Peterson, if I'm able to get Todd Gurley, if I'm able to get Rob Gronkowski, even mm-hmm. get somebody that you can, with a certain degree of certainty, pencil in as I can count on this guy to get me ten or more points every week. It, right. it may not happen, but right. that's what I'm going to try to do. If you can do that for the first two three rounds, then you should be okay. And, and if you and if you're ending up, I think my best running back in this mock that we'll talk about in the next segment, was Mark Ingram. If you can get just a, a, somebody like Mark Ingram and a bunch of flyers, you can <laughs> you can sort of be okay. I right. mean, we saw last year Devonta Freeman 
David Johnson. Come out of nowhere. David Johnson. Uh, David Johnson. Thomas Rawls. Thomas Rawls. Tim Hightower Tim is a Hightower guy Tim Hightower came, came back out of retirement, came back, was a viable option down the stretch. Right. Uh, guys like that come Darren out of nowhere. Darren McFadden was somebody. Guys guys like that come out of nowhere every year. I'm not saying that wide receivers can't come Stephon out of nowhere. Stephon Diggs is a guy that came right. out of nowhere. Allen Robinson, too. A couple years ago, yeah. Um, so I'm not saying it can't happen with wide receivers. I'm just saying it's more likely with running backs. And I feel more comfortable this year at the top of drafts. I would rather have a guy like DeAndre Hopkins or Gronkowski or A.J. Green over a guy like Devonta Freeman. Just because... Well, I would like a lot of people over Devonta Freeman. And Devonta Freeman was a guy who led all running backs in fantasy points, at least for ESPN Standard Leagues last year. Mm-hmm. And I I'm just... I traded I'm so- him away before it happened. <laughs> for Julius Randle, who ended up in jail right now. <laughs> so that wasn't exactly a, a... That was not one of the leagues that came in first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I wouldn't think so. But a, but a guy like Devonta Freeman, who has one surefire star year in the NFL, but... He was taken seventh in our mock draft. He won't be the seventh best player in fantasy this year. I can almost so, guarantee. So you're gonna, you're gonna? I would hedge my bets and almost bet my entire yearly salary that he will not finish seventh. <laughs> wow, you're a high roller. <laughs> so at the same time, that I'm making double back my salary if I'm correct. So that's that's really my strategy is to go as safe as possible in the first couple of rounds. I can take flyers later on and later on in drafts, but that's mm-hmm. pretty much the opposite of what and and, 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 with, and to say that I would take. Any of the top three wide receivers, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones, over the top two running backs, which right. are presumably Adrian Peterson and Todd Gurley in some order. Right. And for me, yeah, we are sort of opposites. I like to take the ch- I like to take chances, not just with running backs, but with players in general. I like to take the high ceiling guys. Adrian Peterson is not a high ceiling guy. He though he is a high floor guy. He's right. somebody who's thirty one right now. He is in that window that you you know when people go on the when you get to thirty people. They shudder when they hear your name. You know, oh, Adrian Peterson, oh, thirty. <laughs> you see, sort of see that the downside go, but this guy's just a freak. He's like he is the anomaly. He is anomaly. So where? And to me, the way I have it, and I have a strategy. So I am comfortable if I out because like I can go in the top six picks and feel comfortable taking either Ezekiel Elliott, even though I feel at least comfortable about him. Adrian Peterson, Todd Gurley. Those three running backs, I am happy with my team. Where where do they rank? Uh, how do they rank in terms of wide receivers and running backs? And I guess you could throw a quarterback in there. But I know you won't. I, I won't. So the way I have it is if I get the top two spots, I'm going to be honest, I'm taking either Antonio Brown or Doug, or uh, Antonio Brown or Julio Jones. I take – and this, the hard part for me is – so your whole so your, close. So this whole face off, everything you've written goes out the window. If you if don't you have take, the top two, yes. If you but if you have the top, if two, I have the top two, I yeah. honestly will say I'd take because you, at that point you take best player available, and Antonio Brown and Julio Jones are beasts. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll be honest with that. But how? What's the chance? You know, that's a twenty percent chance of me getting one of those top two. Right. And if you put if you're in a twelve team league, it goes even greater. Um. But for me, it goes Antonio Brown. And then Julio Jones, and then honestly, Adrian Peterson and Todd Gurley are so close together for me. I could go, I'd go either of those. And then Odell Beckham Jr. and then Zeke Elliott, just because Zeke Elliott is a rookie. He's got the best offensive line in the league, probably. So that does bode well for him. He was such an explosive runner in college. Now I will say, and I put this, and I don't actually, I'm not even sure I put this in my comment. I don't think I have enough space for it um, because I'll be honest, it's a bit of a column. Our, our, we have a bit of a read that's longer, it's almost 50 inches. Our column. 
But that's okay because it's all it's great words. <laughs> if I'm drafting, great words, the best words, the best words you can ever find. If I'm <laughs> drafting in the eighth pick ever, the uh, eighth pick later, either eight, nine, ten, eleven, or twelve, anywhere in that range, I'm taking Le'Veon Bell, and that goes to in my second. So, you, so you wrote you wrote a lot about Le'Veon Bell. I did. You really like Le'Veon. So so talk, tell me, tell, Le'Veon tell me, Bell tell me about is Le'Veon. the. Yeah, he's got. You know, he's got the. The thing is. My, the way I say so, Le'Veon Bell, he's the best, you know, best running back there is. And I'm looking at it as he's going to be healthy this year. So no suspension, no health problems. You take him right. number one overall. No health problems, no suspension. I take him number one overall. I believe, you know, I he was slotted to be the number one overall pick last year, but then he got that suspension right before the beginning of the year. This guy can figure it out for crying out loud. It would, it would be great. But so the way I see it is, I went and I, I don't want to get too much into my draft, but. You gotta be confident with the way you pick. So I take flyers. I I drafted Tom Brady because I also draft a guy like Todd uh, Tyrod Taylor because I I'm confident Tyrod Taylor's ability with the first four weeks. And if Tyrod Taylor's a top three quarterback by the time Brady comes back, I'm looking to trade Tom Brady and I'll sign. I'll bring somebody in like Robert Griffin the third. I'm not I'm not opposed to I'm not opposed. Josh to doubling, is another guy. I'm not opposed to doubling doubling up like that. I'm not opposed to taking risky players. But do you are you freely admitting then that if if some of these busts, which is a high likelihood, I that understand. Could, yeah, yeah, that your league is, is I understand. It's it's it, you you are going a, a route where you can easily win your league, like have, lose one or two games, which I went undefeated in the league last year, and I took risks. I took Cam Newton when everyone said don't draft Cam Newton. I drafted Tyra. It was a two quarterback lead. I drafted Tyra Taylor and started him every single game, and had Eli Manning on the bench. I, you know, I, I, I take risks. You know, I, 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 be honest, I took Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham did not have a very good year last year. I took him at the end after I already had Antonio Gates, someone, you know, gets a high velocity of targets in the red zone. And my theory is, you know, I take, so my, I, I really don't want to go into my draft yet, but you just, you got to feel, you got to be a confident drafter. You can't be on, even if, even if even blind if it's, confidence that leads to nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, even if you see, see your drafts or like we were to mock drafts last night, I wasn't happy with some of the way that I'm feeling. But you could just you got to be confident with what you're picking, and a lot of this also comes down to you know there these guys on the fantasy focus podcast they go you know the draft is one piece of the puzzle or one piece of the puddle, and and then it becomes a giant pool. You, know, you got free agency, you got a master. And trades, but the draft is what starts you. And if you have a strong draft, which looking at my team, I am very happy with. I understand by taking running backs in the first three rounds, my wide receiver, my best wide receiver, be Ty Hilton. I understand that because you want your running backs is the most solid position there is. And if but you it's have not a, though. To me, I I feel more comfortable because you can find a guy in round seven or eight named Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson has a ability to get points. You can find Josh Gordon. But I mean. The, the whole premise of my my thing is that running backs are inherently not safer. I'm, I quote Matthew Berry. Um, I love Matthew Berry. Love Matthew he is Berry. Man fantasy. He is literally like like the fantasy god. Yeah. So in his draft manifesto, I, I, I quote a line from it. Um, and he's talking about over the last two years, running backs that were drafted in the top three rounds, so a top 30 mm-hmm. pick, mm-hmm. 68% of them, I believe, was the number Ended up as a top thirty pit. Ended up as a top thirty running back. Top thirty player. Top thirty player. I'm yeah. sorry. For wide receivers, it was eighty nine percent. So there's a much higher uh, turnout or mm-hmm. 
success rate for wide receivers drafting the top 30 picks. But here's here's the thing that my problem with. So you look at, let's just really quickly before we go into our drafts, I think this will be a great lead-in for us. Let's just list off. Well, we have the top 30 players that were drafted in our mock draft here. So you look at wide receivers. Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., DeAndre Hopkins, believe it or not, and Julio Jones. That's four guys in the top ten. That's sort of surprising that only four wide receivers were taken. Um, and then you have the second round, you got A.J. Green, Des Bryant, who just got a concussion, Brandon Marshall, Allen Robinson, Jordy Nelson, who's coming off a major knee injury, Alshon Jeffrey, who can never stay healthy. And then you flip over to round three, my boy Sammy Watkins, about to have a big year. <laughs> but also, foot, there's a foot prop concern. Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks. To you, out of you. So that's, I think that's about 12 players, I believe. Really? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Got 13 players in the first. 13 wide years. receivers. 13 wide receivers. How confident are you in those 13? Like, what how, how, what number are you for what you For what they're projected what's to the do. Projection? Yeah. For what they're projected yeah, for to their do. Value. I'm confident in, I would say, 80, Six, 80% of them. 80% of them. So who are you not confident in? Who am I not? I'm not confident in Alshon Jeffrey, if only because of injury concerns. Mm-hmm. I'm not super confident in... Maybe Mike Evans. I'm not super okay. confident. Yep. Maybe not super confident in Brandon Cooks. Okay. But I will hedge that by saying both of those guys could have monster years and I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. by it. Or do you think that those two are they worth top three top three round picks? Yes. Okay. Okay. And I, I really, the, honestly, that's about it. Like I, Des Bryant getting another concussion after that foot injury. I'm a little le- like, yes, Des Bryant. There's some injury concerns there, but when he's healthy, he's a monster. Mm-hmm. Same goes for and same goes for uh, Jordy Nelson. I think we're going to talk. I'll talk more about him a little bit in the next segment. But when healthy. These guys are studs. I, the, the the questions I have about Brandon Cooks, Mike Evans, are more. They haven't really been mm-hmm. those stud wide receivers in the past. It's more projection, right? And then that's what I'm concerned about. Right. That's what that's what bit me last year when I took Jeremy Hill, Jeremy Hill, Eddie Lacy, C.J. Anderson. Those are it was based on small sample sizes and projecting what they could do right. over a full and season, and that's where that and that's where and for me it falls what apart. it comes down to you talk about that percentage is lower for running backs. In my opinion, this is where you got to know yourself, and you got to be able to recognize <laughs> know yourself. You like yeah. I, it sounded a lot more philosophical <laughs> than than it probably actually. Is. Oh, this is my philosophy for drafting. <laughs> but you have to you have to be confident in your abilities to be able to point out. And with the help of me here, you have that, of guys you want to stay away from. I'm sorry, I don't trust David Johnson. He had ups and downs last year. There were a lot more ups, but he had some downs. Devonta Freeman, I'm telling you right now, is a bust. He is Jeremy Hill this year. He is this last, he's a 2015 Jeremy Hill. Except for Jeremy Hill didn't lead the league in all fantasy. I understand that, but he started out really, really hot, and by the end of the year, he slowed down. So you're saying you're never, you're not taking Devonta Freeman. You wouldn't take no, Devonta I would Freeman. Take, I would take... I would take Le'Veon Bell knowing he's going to sit out two weeks. You would you take three weeks? Would you take Devonta Freeman if he's available in the second round, at the end of the second round? As a second rounder, sure, but he's projected to go in the top. Yeah, but I'm just saying he's projected to go in the top at least nine. A, there's at least a scenario in which enough people are down on him that. He'll but I would still, it would still, I would still have to look. I mean, LaShawn McCoy's project was a 25th, 
20, he's a projected 25th player in fantasy. So you take LeSean I would take LeSean McCoy over Devontae De, uh, Freeman in a heartbeat. I don't think I would. I, would, I trust... You know what they're doing in Houston, Lamar Miller. He actually has an opportunity to run the ball. You've seen Aaron Foster, when healthy, having great success. Uh, you know, Doug Martin. I don't like him as a top 20 pick, personally. But I, I, think think other we, backs. We, I think if we did the same thing that we just did with the wide receivers, with the running backs, the top running backs in the mm-hmm. top 30 rounds, they would be much less confident. I mean, just... I'm just, confident. Just, I'm just, confident. Just to list off some names, though. Are you confident Thomas Rawls coming off a major ankle injury? I am not confident in him. Are you confident in Jonathan Stewart getting yeah. up there in age? I've personally seen this. This is a guy that has split his workload his entire career, except for last year. And I had him last year on two teams. He's are you confident? Successful. Are you confident in Big Fat Eddie Lacy? <laughs> More confident in him than I am Carlos Williams. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> are you confident? I mean, I, Mark Ingram. I, yes, I drafted Mark Ingram. I, I'm fairly confident in him, but I mean, it's not like he's a slam dunk. Are you confident in Doug Martin? We talked about. Are you talking confident in Jamal Charles? Major injury almost every year. He was slotted as a third-round pick. I will say that. But, yeah, I would take a shot with Jamal Charles. And the thing is, running backs are easier to handcuff. Like, I drafted Le'Veon Bell. I also drafted D'Angelo Williams as a handcuff for the first three weeks. But I feel like we're starting to bridge the gap of the two segments. So we're going to take a great, uh, quick break. Here from Stan and Drake. You're going to tell us how. Oh, so we had Drake in studio. We had Drake in studio when you were gone. To film a live oh, read with Stan. I can't believe I missed that. I know. I, I didn't even tell you about it. That's how I wanted to surprise you here. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to tell you how to get in contact with us. I know when that hotline bling. That can only mean one thing. I know when that hotline bling. That can only mean one thing. Stan Hootie with Saratogian On The Record Sports Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate your listens as well as your thoughts. And the best way to let us know what's on your mind is to give us a yell. That's right, yell. As in dialing our sports sound off hotline at 518-889-YELL. Y-E-L-L. That last four is 9355 on your phone. Give us your thoughts, your insights, and more by leaving a message on our sports sound off hotline. We're big enough to take it. And if you're on the mark, you'll see your comments printed in our newspaper publications, online, and played on our next podcast. So instead of yelling at your TV, why not give us a yell? Remember, it's 518-889-YELL. Welcome back to Face Off. Uh, We're now transitioning into where we're breaking down a little bit of our mock draft. We're not going to go through all 16 rounds, but... We're going to give you some of the key bits that we think are is what made our team so successful. Because we both like our drafts. I think we can admit that. We both feel pretty confident with our teams. Yeah, I would say that. So, I'll let you go first, James, because you did have the third pick while I had the fifth. Right. So, I had a top three pick. So, in my mind, it's one of Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Antonio Brown went first, so he goes off the board. Todd Gurley, in somewhat of a surprise, goes mm-hmm. second overall. So, for me, it came down to Julio Jones, Odell Beckham. What was it? Why Odell? It's it's, it's really close. I. It's almost a flip of the coin mm-hmm. for me. I think Odell Beckham, a couple things is younger. Not okay. that that totally matters. It's not like Julio Jones is twenty six, but when you're splitting hairs, you got to split mm-hmm. hairs. Uh, Odell Beckham is younger. Um, He's also he big has baby. He, he has a, <laughs> depending on when you. <laughs> think he may be a bit of a baby. He has um, more reliable quarterback play, I would say. Yeah. And I, and I read something on one side. I'm gonna I forget. I can't. I think it's I think it was ESPN. But 
the Giants have a favorable cornerback matchup schedule throughout their entire season. That's, so that's going that's going that's going pretty. But he faces Josh Norman. It's twice. Going, he faces Josh Norman, yes. But one of those times is in Week 17, which would be in the championships. So over the course of the entire season, Odo Beckham may be a more more reliable guy. Not, with that not said, in the championship. With that, yeah. Well, with that said, Julio Jones is a monster. Mm-hmm. I would take him with the third overall pick. I would take him with the second overall pick. Um, but that's sort of my thought process there. Slot Odo Beckham in. He's going to be a monster for you. He's going to have he. He has his entire every game that he's been on the field. He missed a little bit earlier in his rookie year with a hamstring injury. Every every game since then, he's been on the field. He's been a beast. Now here, and I with the fifth pick with like James said, Todd Gurley going. But, but before, yeah, yeah, before okay. you get oh, into oh, okay. before you get into who you picked, if you were me, if I was you, with the third overall pick with Odell Beckham, Adrian Peterson, Julio Jones all on the board, who would you have taken? Well, I still view Julio Jones as the second best player in the league. Okay, so, so I might you would go Julio. Okay, all right. So moving on, Julio goes fourth overall. Yep. You had the fifth overall. Pick. I had fifth pick. It was pretty. It was a no brainer there for me. Adrian Peterson. If Todd Gurley was there which is actually how he was slotted. He was slotted to go number five. I'm very happy with that as well. Like I said, I am very... Do you have a preference of one I really one? don't. Uh, you know, Todd Gurley, they both they both have had age, ACL injuries in their history. Todd Gurley is younger, but at the same time, Adrian Peterson is much more reliable. I mean, you're going to start seeing the box get packed in, in um, you know, in, in, I almost said St. Louis, but in L.A. Because their passing game is not very hot. And, you know, after watching Jared Goff and Hard Knocks last night, I don't know. <laughs> not, not a fan. Not, of... not, I don't know. Something about it. And Case where Keenum's does the sun rise? And where does the sun set? Right. It's in the air. Did you see that? <laughs> in the air. Are you serious? Uh, in the air. But uh, AP. I mean, they're you know they're st- Minnesota's trying to start to pass the ball a little bit. You know, you see him take Laquan Treadwell in the first round. Um, so you can maybe you know things open up. Teddy. AP. Yeah, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, quarterback. You love for some reason. Um, <laughs> but he's I, my boy. I like Adrian Peterson and James. I want to. Because we are talking about fantasy football, there's a fantasy focused football podcast that you both listen to, and they have that familiar phrase. Put it on the board. We have board bets here in the office. I want to make a board bet with you, James. Oh, are you going to spring this board bet on me? Spring the board bet. I mean, we should should feel pretty confident. I, I think that Adrian. Oh, I'm going to straight say Adrian Peterson finishes with more fantasy points than Odell Beckham Jr. I mean. Is that comparable? I mean, what are what are running backs numbers compared to Odell Beckham numbers? Right, I guess we won't do this. I guess I really did throw it on your board. You took him number three overall. You're looking for points. All right, Odell Beckham Jr. Okay, Julio uh, Adrian Peterson finishes higher amongst running backs than Odell Beckham Jr. finishes higher than wide receivers. I mean, we could just do straight up one. one well, you didn't one. want to do straight up one. Well, if I go back and do some research and I don't like it, then we will take it off the board. But, we can, but for the for our listeners' sake, for we listeners, can put it on the okay. board. So you ready? I uh, Adrian Peterson will finish with more fantasy points than Odell Beckham Jr. And this Beckham is in Jr. the ESPN Standard League. ESPN Standard League. And I think Odell Beckham Jr. will finish with more fantasy points than Adrian Peterson. Let's put it on the board. You have yell at me? <laughs> put, put it on, on the, the board. board. All right. Well, for those of you who, two people who understood what our reference was. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, but moving on to the second round, we'll just quickly highlight David Johnson, Arizona Cardinals running back, goes sixth. Then Devonta Freeman at seven. Uh, 
Eight, Ezekiel Elliott. This is an interesting pick for me. If Ezekiel Elliott is there, like, let's just say Ezekiel Elliott is there. Remember how I did say if I had the eight? I, I would take Ezekiel Elliott over Le'Veon Bell. Just I, if, if the draft is falling in this scenario and you have the eighth overall pick, mm-hmm. I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins. And that goes, Which makes sense. That, goes with our philosophy. that goes into my whole philosophy. I just think DeAndre Hopkins, he's the same age as Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. He's been consistent with Has bad better, with bad right, quarterback yeah, play. Quarterback now. He he's a reception monster. Mm-hmm. He I mean him and Antonio Brown are right up there as, in terms of um, receptions and targets. Yep. I just I would rather have him. That's that's personal and preference. personally I will say though I think Zeke Elliott could have a better rookie year than Todd Gurley. I mean I'm he not, could be a better like, running back. Ezekiel than Todd Elliott like it's he could finish as the best fantasy player this yeah. year. Okay. Behind the, the Cowboys' offensive line, I mean, he with the was, healthy Tony Romo, he was a top four pick. Yeah, right. He's got all the talent in the world. There's no reason why he couldn't be the best fantasy right. player this year. It's just, are you willing? It's a it's a, it's a risk thing. Are you willing? Again, to, right, yeah. Are you willing to risk that he could have a Melvin Gordon season, yep. and then you just took him in the right. top eight? Right. So then we got DeAndre Hopkins at nine, Rob Gronkowski at ten. Moving on to the second round, Lamar Miller goes first in the second round. I'm a fan of Lamar Miller. I've already sort of said that. Um, I think that he's set up for a big season. He doesn't. He didn't get the ball out when he was in Miami. I think this is going to be different in Houston. AJ Green at 12, 13 is Des Bryant, fourteen is Brandon Marshall. A little ahead of schedule there for Brandon Marshall. Um, Fifteen is Al Robinson. Here we are again. I was so happy Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell dropping to me at sixteen is a blessing in disguise. I mean, at that's at that point, it really is. I, I like. For me, Le'Veon Bell is a solid second round guy. Maybe on the turn, you 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 take him with right. the first pick in a second round type of thing. But to get him midway through the second round, I mean, I'm fine with that decision. Mm-hmm. He has a three game suspension. We know that he is coming off an ACL injury. We know that there is a lot of risk built into right. him inherently. Right. Oh yeah. And I think. I right. mean, I liked what you did later on in the draft by getting D'Angelo Williams. I feel like if you're if you're taking, which Le'Veon was that you have to take a guy handcuffing like D'Angelo Williams, and you have to, you probably have to overdraft D'Angelo Williams. Like, yes, yeah. I, and I did. I I uh, I think if I look really quickly, um, I took D'Angelo Williams. I want to say it was in the double digit rounds. It was later later on. I was sort of surprised. Actually, a lot. He's in the seventh round. I took him ahead of. Just so you know, guys that are being drafted around that area. Uh, Ryan Matthews, Matt Jones. I would be higher on Matt Jones, but he got injured recently. Uh, Rashard Jennings is there, and then some guy and Frank Gore, Amir Abdullah, Duke Johnson. Round seven is actually a big running backs round, and um, I don't know if it was that's really over drafting him. I, I think you know he was a guy that believe it or not has four weeks of twenty plus points. Yeah, DeAndre Williams is inherently much more valuable to you than he is to any. Yes. Oh else. yes. Oh my. Oh yes. Uh, and then Jamal Charles goes to seventeen. And then James, you're up again at 18. So what's going through my mind is here is because of our roles, we built mm-hmm. it and it has to be a wide receiver. So that means it's coming down to Alshon Jeffrey, Jordy Nelson, Sammy Watkins. Didn't Mike Evans. Sammy there? Mike Evans were all in consideration. He was in consideration, but here's why I went with Jordy Nelson. And this goes without saying, obviously, he missed all of last season with an ACL injury. Mm-hmm. But the year before that, Absolute stud. Yeah. One of the best wide receivers in fantasy and in just in football general. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's in a prolific prolific offense. He has Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Um, he's got 
uh, Randall Cobb coming out of the slot. There's a lot of different things they can do. Eddie Lacy is no longer big and fat, apparently. Yep. <laughs> so their offense, just as a whole, look, I'm looking to yeah. rebound in all areas. Right, I think right. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a better year. Randall I Cobb. think Randall Cobb is going to have a better year. Yep. I think um, Eddie Lacy is going to have a better year. Yep. So in my head, this is actually sort of a risk play, which is maybe a Not little, a little bit, con- a, a little bit against, but. I'm betting on the fact that Jordy Nelson is going to be Jordy Nelson. This and it year. doesn't it doesn't bother you a little bit that he didn't get injured again in the preseason. Not as serious, but I mean, no. It, Did it you not know that? I, it doesn't <laughs> unless he's he's having knee problems right. again. Actually, yeah. we have a other knee, but I could be wrong. I'm I'm just not really worried about Jordy. Maybe I should be. We're gonna we can play this back in a couple weeks <laughs> or a year and. And I look like an idiot. I very well could be. <laughs> but I think at his peak, if if everything goes right, if by your philosophy, if everything goes right for Jordy Nelson, he should be going in the top half of the first mm-hmm. round. And I'm getting him here towards the end of the second. And I'm happy with taking that risk. Yeah, yeah Jordy Nelson practiced with the – actually, he practiced with the backers for the first time yesterday. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Is there somebody – you would have. I know. I, I would if, have taken. I would have taken Jordan Nelson. Actually, I would take. I, I lie. I would take Lashawn McCoy. Okay. Well, that's probably some foreshadowing. So we probably move on to the third round. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we come back up. We've seen guys like Sammy Watkins, Eddie Lacy, Mark Ingram. Well, actually, Sadly. Oh Mark, yeah, that's right. Mark Ingram for you, James. That's your first pick in the third round. Starting to maybe look at running backs at that point. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I would have taken Sammy Watkins in this place if he was still available. I I don't want to admit this because you're the Buffalo Bills fan in the room, but I'm pretty high on Sammy Watkins. I think there is risk with him in terms of re-injuring his foot. Yep. He's looked good in camp. But if if that doesn't happen, if he if everything plays right for Sammy Watkins, he I mean he could be a monster. He's by far the number one option in that offense. Best deep threat in the NFL. No, but well, he, they, he's he very does good. have a lot of he has a lot of fifty yard plus touchdowns. He, I mean, I'm not he's very good, right? And I would have I would have considered taking if Jordy Nelson not been there, he might have been okay. the, he might have been the pick for okay. me there. I like Sammy Watkins. I you are obviously really high on Tyrod. I am. And the thing about Sammy was midway through last year, complained a little bit about not getting the ball, and then they fed him consistently. And he turned it on until the Jets. at the end of the year and. He roasted a injured Revis. I'll say he was not. He he, he had he, surgery. Okay, right? but he roasted Revis at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year. He, I mean, he had like two catches in the beginning of the year. But you remember you, that? You're, you're, you're exactly what you're, I'm talking you're, about, right? You're, you're talking about like a, it was a crucial a, part a, of the like game. And two, the first thing. It was like a, first it was like a two yard out. It was no. It was a slant. It was an in. It was a slant in, and he just whoop and just blew by him. It all it was was. It was a, crucial a, play a, a funky move that it was a crucial play in the game, and it, it right. did. But in it terms made... of racking up yardage and touchdowns, he did almost nothing in that game. Yeah, I'm not arguing with you that Sammy Watkins <laughs> is not good. I like right. Sammy Watkins. I I would have taken him in the air, but he wasn't available. I have a question for you. You're going running back here, at 23, taking Mark Ingram. I'm and I was sitting at two spots behind you, and I was in. I was across. You know, I was across from me going. Dave, you better not take him. You better not take him. You're talking about LaShawn McCoy. If I'm not there, do you take LaShawn McCoy instead of Mark Ingram? I think this is where my um, play it safe strategy came in. Because 
in my head, the pick is between Mark Ingram and LaShawn McCoy because I haven't taken a running back yet. Mm-hmm. LaShawn McCoy is the uh, risky play. Okay. He's the high upside play. He's in an offense where they're going to get him the ball a lot. He's going to be receiving. He's yeah, the training be... game, a big part about him was the training game in the passing game now. It was evident on Saturday when they played the Giants. He caught a touchdown. He had another big catch. He's, what, three years removed from being the NFL's leading rusher yeah. with the Eagles. But has faced some injury concerns. There were a couple. There he, were, missed, he missed a few games last year. There were a couple like games that, yeah. last year where he gets banged up. It's an ankle. It's this. Mm-hmm. It's that. He was injured maybe three, four years prior. Pretty major injury. So there are some some concerns built yeah. on LaShawn McCoy. For me, Mark Ingram is more of the safer bet. Red zone he's carries. he's going to get a lot of red zone carries with the Saints. Mm-hmm. He's their lead back. So that, for for me, that's what the decision was. But you know, if Mark Ingram's not there, like it was definitely between those two, okay. and it was it's. It's a coin flip for me. And to me, I, I really want LaShawn McCoy to fall to me. I was so close. Got Jonathan Stewart. I could have I could have been a jerk and taken it. You could have. I, I, I thought you would have. You've done it to me in other fantasy leagues in the past. <laughs> if 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 I do take LaShawn McCoy, who do you take? Oh, uh, Jonathan. I still take Jonathan. Uh, yeah, I take Jonathan Stewart. Oh, right. Because I'm behind you. If I, you didn't get him. You would have been so <laughs> high on this draft if you would have gotten him. Oh, my God. I, I would have been incredibly high on this draft. Look, I'll be honest. I think LaShawn McCoy, yeah, I'm a Bills fan. I, I, I'm aware of that. I've watched him practice this. I've watched the preseason games of him. I've read all the stuff about him in practice. He is going to be a top 10 player in fantasy. LaShawn McCoy? LaShawn McCoy. Put it on the board, baby. <laughs> uh, but Jonathan Stewart, a grand fine running back. Somebody who will be able to step in there. You know, it sets it up nice later on. I take, like I said, D'Angelo Williams will be nice. Probably put D'Angelo in the flex. Jonathan Stewart as a starting running back. Either way, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I am very, very comfortable there. So we move on to round four, James. We don't, we don't have to go through every pick here. Yeah, well, this, this is just – I just want – yeah, this because this is where my stre- – like I, at this point, I'll just talk about how my strategy – I guess we'll just talk about how our strategy develops as the draft goes on. For me, you look at rounds four and five, I, I had to take a wide receiver at some point. I ended up getting T.Y. Hilton, and I believe the other one was Jeremy Macklin. I had Jeremy Macklin in the past. I, I'm pretty happy with him. They need to figure out a way to give him the ball more. That's the one. That's the one issue. Um, but he's someone you know. I liked it. Jarvis Landry was there. To me, the thing is, the guy is a. P, this is a standard league, not PPR. So PPR, he's definitely the guy to go with because I'll get. He will have over 110 receptions a game, and that's huge. Um, I was a really, game. Wow. He's, oh, sorry, Caesar. Caesar. <laughs> I was really upset. Calvin Benjamin didn't follow me in the fifth round. You took him instead. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a guy again a risk a risk for you James which is a safe spot Calvin and he, you're a safe guy and he's coming off of an ACL tear right I, I think that the idea there was he my, who was my next oh my my pick of the round before that was Doug Baldwin and yeah. then and then Calvin Benjamin so again two more wide receivers see were you looking I, you're I, looking at four wide receivers before you get two running backs Right, so four of my first five picks were wide receivers. So built into my built yeah, into the I wanna, strategy, yeah. is I want to hit on two of those guys. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I've hit on Odell Beckham. Right, I would assume. Right, and then between Jordy Nelson, Doug Baldwin, and Kelvin Benjamin, I want at least one of those guys to hit. So they're going to be my one of those guys. I would like to be my mm-hmm. wide receiver too. I would hope it would be Jordy, but say injury problems yep. happen, yep. he doesn't. Then we'll, then we'll go to Doug Baldwin. Now, a lot of people don't like Doug Baldwin this year. I'm not one of them. 
I think that there was a, a shift in offensive philosophy towards the end of last year with the Seahawks where Marshawn Lynch was injured and they put the ball fully in Russell Wilson's hands and he, uh, Doug Baldwin was his top target. I don't think he's, he's not going to get 14 touchdowns again, I, but even if he gets seven, I'm okay with can that Can I just production. point something out to you with this strategy? Do you know who your running back number two is? Melvin Gordon. Yes. You're aware of I, that. Well, I mean, do you, we can talk about what my who my running backs eventually are. Do you want to go through that now? I, well, yeah. I mean, I just I, to me, you're, so you're okay. I understand it's an extremely safe play, and I get that, and it's not where I would be because – your first year, four of your first five picks, only three of them can start. So you're okay having either Kelvin. Well, depending Demet- on in an ESPN standard league, no. In in some of the leagues I play, where you have more flex players, maybe more wide receiver right. players, some of those guys are going to play. Uh, Kelvin, the reason I picked Kelvin Benjamin, just go back to your original question because that's what it was. Yes. From what from the stuff I've heard, he's looked amazing in camp. Granted, everyone looks amazing in camp, except for Carlos Williams. He. Was Cam Newton's go-to target a year mm-hmm. ago? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, like I said, I would have taken and, him myself. And, I mean, and Cam Newton was probably the best player in fantasy last mm-hmm. year. Obviously, they went fifteen and one, had this great resurgence season. Yep. And he made what Brandon LaFell look good at, like real, look yeah. really good at times, despite yeah. Brandon LaFell's best efforts. So Kelvin Benjamin, in my mind, is going to slot back into that wide receiver one yep. across from maybe a guy like Devin Funches. And I think, and, and oh, Greg Olson. Um, I, those are going to be the top two options there. And I just, I think there's a lot of, maybe it's a riskier play, but I think there's a lot of upside with him. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Kelvin Benjamin, like, would it surprise you if Kelvin Benjamin finishes as a no. wide receiver one? No, oh, gosh, no. I think he's, he I, if he's healthy, I think he is a wide receiver one. He's drafted in the top 30. Right. So do you want to go to my murderer's row of, of running backs? Yeah, let's talk about running backs and before I talk about my receivers. So... My running backs, not not the classiest group, but <laughs> led by Mark Ingram. Then you got like the blue collar guys. Yeah, then Melvin Gordon. You <laughs> uh, didn't bl- score last year. You no. Know, do you want me to talk about why I picked Melvin Gordon? Yeah. What, what, what round is that? Can you get that? That, that is round eight. No, that's round six. You took him. Where is it? Where to go? Yeah, right here. You took him around six after guys like Arian Foster, Jeremy Langford. Well, they were off the board. Right, after guys. After guys. But before guys like Ryan Matthews, Matt Jones, D'Angelo Williams, Rashad Jennings, Frank Gore, Amir Abdullah, Duke Johnson. So I was thinking about taking D'Angelo Williams. Didn't totally want to be a jerk to you. I like D'Angelo Williams outside of the handcuff realm because mm-hmm. he's going to start those three games. Yep. When Le'Veon Bell is out, and we've seen Le'Veon Bell is an injury risk. Yep. And say that happens, that's he why, all, he that's becomes why he becomes like if Le'Veon Bell say Le'Veon Bell suspended the whole season, he had nine the, games. He had nine games, ten, ten plus fantasy points. Right. DeAndre Williams goes much higher. I, I considered him, but ultimately didn't pull the trigger. Because you're uh, a nice friend. What? Because you're a nice. Friend. I am. I'm a nice guy. I'm a good guy. I think the the idea with Melvin Gordon is <laughs> they took him in the top ten last year. Right? I think it was top fifteen. They, first round. They took him in in the first round. A big risk nowadays. You don't yeah, see that. They traded for him, I believe. He has a lot of talent. Yeah. Took him in the first round. They want to get him the ball. They don't you don't take a running back in the first round and then let Danny Wood 
woodhead be your, right. your bell cow back, right. as you would say. Right, that's exactly as I would say. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for yeah. Mel- Melvin Gordon. A lot, they want him to succeed. Right. And from, from what I've heard, he's had a pretty successful preseason and, and camp. So my philosophy with the running backs are sort of similar to the wide receivers, just more of a volume in the middle rounds, is mm-hmm. they all don't have to pan out. You just need guys that maybe one of them will. And the potential for Melvin Gordon is pretty high. Okay. Yeah. I, I think there's at least an outside possibility mm-hmm. that Melvin Gordon you know, has yeah. is in consideration in the top three rounds next year. Yep. It's not maybe not probable, but I think it right. could happen. And over guys, I mean, guys that I, that I took him ahead of, and I'm not going to take wide receivers because I've I piled up on them already. I'm not going to take Michael Ford or Mar- Marvin Jones. Ryan Matthews, I considered he's going to be the lead back in Philadelphia, but is he ever healthy? Not really. Matt Jones could get some opportunities in Washington, but like you said earlier, he's already battling he's some, in, yeah, through some injuries. Yeah. Then it goes down to D'Angelo Williams, who I considered. Rasad Jennings doesn't really jump off the page to me. Frank Gore, he's eventually going to stop being good. Right. And he was average last year. Amir Abdullah... He he's essentially the same as Melvin Gordon, Gordon, only with less of a pedigree. Right. right. So, and that that Duke one. Johnson. My, and, uh, how can I get excited about Duke Johnson? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. He, I mean, he could, but uh, he doesn't tickle your fancy. Not really. <laughs> uh, so for me, just to go over my wide receivers before we just really talk about strategy with quarterbacks and tight ends really quickly, because I know we're dragging on a little bit here. I mean, I had I ended up getting the guys like Devontae Parker was one of my wide receivers. Uh, like I said, who I, is a pick that I like. Yeah, I, uh, exactly. He was my three number three wide receiver. Let's go, you know, T. Y. Hilton and uh, Jeremy Macklin. Um, I also believe I wanted to go. I almost went Alan Hearns, but I decided Tom Brady instead. Again, like I said, risk Tyrod Taylor. I'm comfortable. My goal. Someone took Paxton Lynch in that mock draft. James, can you believe that? <laughs> Must be a Broncos fan. Must be. Um, I did take Reggie Bush at the end, so I will admit that. Um, but the way I see it is. You know, I try to take I take a quarterback late because I have faith in Tyrod Taylor. If I wasn't a Bills fan, maybe I don't have the same amount of faith. But this guy finishes a top seven or six quarterback. But last you're also year, not you're also not saddling your entire team on top oh, of Tyrod Taylor. No. You, I mean, there is a very good chance that Brady plays out his like is suspended for the first four games and is a fantasy monster for the rest right. of the season. And my goal is Tyrod Taylor is playing so good, I start trading, looking to trade Brady going into Week Four. And try to bring back a great running back because that's a weak, uh, no, a great wide receiver because that's a weakness in my team. And then that I mean that can go both ways in our strategy. If you're loading up on one position, right? Chances are, say instead of two wide receivers, like two of my wide receivers hitting, I get three wide receivers mm-hmm. that are hitting. Yeah. And I my running backs none of them pan out. Right. Melvin Gordon stinks. Still is bad. Chris Ivory not that good in Jacksonville. Right. Uh, Blah Powell buried behind Matt Forte. So you have two Jets running backs on your team? Well, Chris Ivory's a former Jet running back. Right, right. But, you know, still. Then I can, maybe maybe I want to trade Jordy Nelson. Maybe I want to trade Kelvin Benjamin. Maybe get a, a running back that is maybe a little yeah. bit more consistent that we know yeah. is in the midst of a good year. So I guess, James, what for you, what is your thought process on quarterbacks? I know you took... You ended up taking Carson Palmer, I think, in the sixth round. No, was it seventh round? Seventh round. I think it was later than that, wasn't it? No, it was definitely the seventh round. Where are I on here? No. Yeah, he ended up taking Ryan Matthews, James. Did you know that? I did? Yeah. 
You know, the 63 took, ended up taking Ryan Matthews. Oh, yeah, actually, I did. I just Here I, we go. I just badmouthed Ryan Matthews and I forgot that I took him. Uh, round eight, you took Carson Palmer. And we are, it was a flurry of quarterbacks that got off the board. Uh, Drew, Drew, uh, you saw Drew Brees go off, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady. Or are you starting to panic here because you didn't want to miss out on a good quarterback? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have called it a panic. I, I feel like I'm okay with everybody up to Carson Palmer. I think. Right, because guys that are left around still at that point are Phil Rivers, Tony Romo, um, Tyrod Taylor, um, and you, you drop down the list out of guys. You, you, the top you certainly increase your risk once you get past Carson Palmer. I would say, but my yeah. my general overall strategy with quarterbacks is probably to wait unless. Right. Unless a guy is falling maybe a little do, bit. Do you take Cam in the third round like he went in our mock draft? No. Aaron Rodgers in the fifth round? Or fourth round? I think he went maybe he, he go in the fifth. I'm, 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 he went in the fifth. I'm a little undecided. I It depends how my roster is going. If I mm-hmm. maybe get a guy I consider to be a steal, maybe um, maybe Sammy drops into the third round mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm really pleased with my wide receivers. Maybe... Uh, Maybe a guy like Allen Robinson or AJ Green drops, and I'm able to get them in the second round, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. And then maybe I, maybe I was I say, you know, the hell with it. I want to maybe take a risk that I wouldn't normally, normally take. And I would say, you know what, Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a really good season. Maybe I want to take him. Yep. I'm fine with that. Okay. I. But I, at the same time. I'm probably not going to own Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton in any leagues just because I would assume that they're going to go higher. Right. So I guess lastly, James, um, talk about our draft strategy here. Uh, tight ends, what's your philosophy? I know we both ended up taking ours late. I took my, I took round 11, I took Antonio Gates, and I think right after that in round 12, I believe, I took um, Jimmy Graham. Yeah. And I took Zach Ertz somewhere in round in the, 12. In the, somewhere in the later rounds. So... My strategy actually probably aligns with yours is unless you're getting Gronk. Yeah, yeah. I literally said in my column, unless you do not drop anyone not named Rob Gronkowski before round seven. Yeah, I there are some drafts I find myself taking Greg Olson because yeah. I feel like he he's a solid tight end. He's one of the one of the only options in that offense. Cam Newton has mm-hmm. to throw to somebody, I think especially last year. I think it's going to be Kelvin Benjamin and and uh, Greg Olson. Yep. I don't find. I feel like Jeremy. Uh, what's his name? Is his name Jeremy Reed? Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. Oh, jeez. It's <laughs> like Jordan Reed is going a little bit too high for me. I people seem to be really high on him, but I. He's going right around. Like. In the third round. Yeah, right? he's going. He's going. He's a top forty pick. And I'm just not. Not all about that. No, I'm not about that life. Not about that early <laughs> fantasy tight end life. No, no. I will say though, I'm probably higher on Gronk than you are. I would. You take, are. Well, I let's would, talk about Gronk. And just you know, Jordan Reed went thirtieth in our draft in the third round, last pick of third. But Gronk, because for me, like my strategy is, if I am drafting picks eight later, I'm taking Le'Veon Bell. Right, and I, I and I will say that the spot I'm most likely to get Gronk is the 10th pick. If I'm on the turn and I can take two players in a row, I'm probably, I would consider going Gronk, Lamar Miller, Gronk, mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell, Gronk, 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 <laughs> Gronk, the best wide receiver available. And yeah. I, and I'm doing, I'm doing that because like He's I a said, catcher. 
Well, and he's so dominant more than the And others. he's a sure thing. I, I owned Gronk last year, and it was nice, you know, looking at the fantasy matchup and going, I'm probably going to win tight end this week. Shout out to a friend of the podcast, Shane Marshall. Last year, I drafted Gronk, once they were like the ninth pick in a TMT league, and traded him to Shane for Adrian Peterson. Which probably should have been vetoed. Uh, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> So you you're you're probably just not taking Gronk. I'm ta- not taking Gronk. No, because he's most likely going to. If go. it was another year where Le'Veon Bell doesn't have these concerns and is slotted to go, in not twelfth, which he's ESPN ranks him as the twelfth best player. So let's say somebody takes a risk, takes Le'Veon Bell, the number nine pick. All right. So 10. let's say let's say Le'Veon Bell's off the board, DeAndre Hopkins off the ball, or Zeke Elliott. So I'm looking at Gronk, David Johnson, Devonta Freeman. All right. At that point. And then you're all like uh, Lamar, Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller's Adrian, but I don't see Lamar Miller as a first round pick. I see him as a top 15 pick, but not a first rounder. And I know five slots doesn't sound like a lot, but it, to me it is. I take Rob Gronkowski at that point over Devonta Freeman and David Johnson. I agree. I think I think for me, if, if you're on the turn and you have the 10th pick and those options aren't available, I think you're, you're I'm pairing Gronk with one of A.J. Green, Lamar Miller, yeah. Des Bryant. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to just give our closing thoughts, any more, you know, any last-second draft strategy hints we want to give. Hello, listeners. I'm Shane Marshall. Thanks for tuning into our weekly Saratogan On the Record Sports podcast. With games almost every night across the Capital Region, we can't be everywhere, so we rely on coaches, their staffs, and even those steadfast parents to keep us updated with scores, signings, upcoming big events, and milestones. So if you have a score, a thought, or a milestone that you want us to be a part of, Send an email to sports at saratogian.com or sports at troyrecord.com and give us an update on what's happening with your team. From fall, winter, spring, and throughout your summer, we're your choice for the best sports coverage throughout the Capital Region. It's easy to remember, we cover sports, and we're at your favorite publications, the Saratogian and Troy Record, in print and online. So send an email to sports at saratogian.com or sports at troyrecord.com. Welcome back to Face Off. We are closing out the show here. Just going to our last couple of tidbits here of what our thoughts are on just draft fantasy draft strategy. If you're just catching in with us, they, um, you know we have been talking about our fantasy football draft, mod draft, our draft strategy. Just go back, zoom back, or how we scroll back, rewind back, and listen to the beginning because we gave a lot of. Great I'm not sure why they're coming in at this point. Why? Are you, why are you <laughs> no, maybe something happened. They're just listen. Because I guess we're not live, so I don't even know why I'm saying it. it's because it's 10 o'clock now and we're off the rails. Yeah, we're we're completely gone. So, James, what are some of the last last minute, like last second tidbits? Of last second thoughts, I would thoughts say. I, give? I would say ignore everything I said, and, I, and that's sort of what I put at the end. of It is what is exactly what you put. It, so. I, don't listen to me. I'm not sure why. <laughs> like, I, I'm glad that you might want to listen to me, but I I'm gonna I'm gonna disregard basically everything I said and go with what you said earlier was follow your heart. <laughs> if you, I guess I would say this. If you're a Cowboys fan and you have a take, top five, if you have the number one overall pick, you taking Zeke. I, I'm I, who am I to judge? <laughs> I don't. You I, want to take Ryan Fitzpatrick top? No, five I round wouldn't. Pick. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't say. Would that. you roll with him as your only quarterback? I think the only like if you had, would you do like Fitz and then like Jared Goff or Case Keenum? No, 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 you would do that. I'm. I listen. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not as down on Fitzmagic as uh, some other people might be, but 
I don't want him as my fantasy quarterback this year. It would take a major injury to my starter and some other bad luck things to happen <laughs> for me to end up with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think the Jets players I'm most likely to own are Brandon Marshall. Eric Decker, sleeper, he was really good last year in I'm fantasy. A, I am in a league. Yeah, he, he was kind of sneaky good in fantasy. Where did he go? As you keep talking, I find where yeah, he went in like the Golden Tate range. I think did he? Well, you keep talking, James. I'm gonna look where he went. And then I I think I would also own Bilal Powell. Okay, I mean, and, and definitely a PPR league though. I with the 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 last behind taking a Bilal Powell, which I did did in this mock draft is is Matt Forte is a 30 year old running back, right? Um, there's a chance he could fall off a cliff, and in that in that case, Bilal Powell is getting mm-hmm. all the carries. Um, and they they worked him a lot into the receiving game last year, especially towards the end of the year. He was actually a pretty good fantasy option towards the end of last year. So those are the Jets I'm going to own. But then again, why do you want to own Jets in fantasy football? You want to you want to enjoy your time. Bills. Um, Honest to God. And I would also say this. Honest my, to God, I don't my, think. Er, oh, Eric Decker, round five. Sorry, forty-two overall. And he went. He went right before I took Calvin Benjamin. Would you have taken Derek Decker over Benjamin? I I might have because he Derek Decker in my eyes is the safer play. Okay. And this will be my last piece of advice before we get to yours. If you happen to be one of our friends and you're in a league with DJ, take Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> take, take him much earlier than you might want to because that might be fun. Yeah, and then you drive the price up on me. <laughs> no, but here's the way I see it. Draft confidently. Like I said, be willing to take risks. You understand you're putting yourself, you know, that just means you have to, if you're taking risks in the draft, you just got to be more um, vigilant during the waiver period, you know, during free agency. Free agency. Um, you know, go ahead and take Josh Gordon. Take Tom Brady. Take Le'Veon Bell. Just have backup plans. You know, if you're taking Josh are you Gordon, you're not playing Are you going to take Aaron Hernandez? Uh, I don't believe he's in the system anymore. So he's he's too he's he's, too he's the level too risky. He's a, what about Carlos Williams is a little too risky for me. If that's where Williams, that <laughs> you ask me? possibly new Jets running back according possibly to Richard Williams. Yeah, it's possible he was there. Have fun. He's like a defensive lineman now, but have fun. I mean, we might need a right tackle. So it's true. And, hey, take Reggie Bush. Maybe look at Reggie Bush. Actually, Matthew Barry called him on the podcast yesterday. He was like, Reggie Bush, number two running back. Watch, watch out. So the player you'd most like this will maybe this will have a close. The player you would most like to have in the in the first two rounds. That's not Antonio Brown. Todd Gurley. I think Todd Gurley could be in for a big year. Actually, I we didn't I didn't get to talk about Todd Gurley because I know my whole thing was about wide receivers. But if I have the fourth pick and those three wide receivers are gone, he'd be it for me. I think he. I, I'm nobody's Adrian Peterson. But I think he's the closest we've seen to it. Zeke Elliott, I also think, and he's entering his and he's entering his second year, and he Mm -hmm. could be a beast. Yeah, I mean, just for me, you know, be confident. Just be, be thorough with the way you draft. Think, you know, if you're taking Le'Veon Bell, look to get D'Angelo Williams, or and then definitely go first. If you're taking Le'Veon Bell in your first two picks, your third one, I know you're gonna have to wait for wide receiver. Your wide receiver's gonna be down, but you gotta take a running back your third pick. Just know that your wide receiver, your running backs are going to carry your team, and be okay. You know, Robert Griffin the third. Watch out, could be a top ten quarterback by the end of the year. So that's your your ultimate sleeper is our, our Robert Griffin. Robert Griffin the third and Lashawn McCoy as a top ten player. 
All right, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. So that is us. That is DJ. I am James. Or I am. DJ. You're James. Oh my God. What, sorry, what, what's wow. going on? I don't know. I'm D. We better shut it off now. Shut it off. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm DJ Everly. Sitting next to me, James Costanzo. You can get at me at DJ Everly66 on Twitter. At James Costanzo. Pretty simple. James, how does it feel to be back? First podcast back. It feels a little surreal. No, not really. No. It, it, it was pretty natural. That's good. And then uh, make sure you join us. We're going to be uh, about, we're going to have our next podcast up on Thursday. Um, it's going to be Travers Preview. Uh, we're going to talk, I don't, we haven't talked Bayrod's retirement yet, I don't think, in just the state of the Yankees and Mets. <laughs> oh. Be sure to tune in. <laughs> Who would have thought August 22nd, that, or 3rd, sorry, August 23rd, that the Yankees would be in better shape than the Mets? This guy did. I mean, they may have a better record, but they're not in better shape. Maybe we'll Baby talk. Bombers. Maybe we'll talk about that. You're right. We'll we'll tease it. Okay. So let us know how your fantasy drafts did. We want to hear. Did you take my strategy? Did you take James's? Or did you just do something completely yeah. different? Did you go quarterback first? Hmm. We'll find out. Well, until next time, enjoy the games, enjoy the races, and enjoy fantasy football. And hey. FanDuel and DraftKings is back, James. Stan Hootie with Saratogian on the Record Sports Podcast Network. I'm here with one of our biggest fans and my silent partner on the podcast, my wife, Rita Hootie. Hi. I know after I cover a big game with my partner in crime, the first thing you want to do is hit one out of the park by stopping by Dairy House Saratoga at 476 Maple Avenue. Sounds great. The only tough decisions to make at Dairy House Saratoga are things like sprinkles or dip on my cone. Definitely dip. Okay. And... Then what is their flavor of the day? Will it be pistachio? Oh, that's my favorite. Well, it could also be creamsicle. Ooh, that's really my favorite. I hear their Dairy House chocolate tastes like devil's food cake. Now that's my new favorite. And then I've also heard that their Nutella flavor sold out in just one day. Hands down, that's my favorite. Well... So much for that silent partner tag for Rita. But if you want to hit another home run after your big game, stop by Dairy House Saratoga at 476 Maple Avenue. They have 16 different hard ice cream flavors available every day, four soft flavors, and even Italian ice. Don't forget to check out their Facebook page, Dairy House, H-A-U-S, Saratoga, for their flavor of the day. And don't forget the puppy corner dish for your best friend. Yes, Rita, they do have everything for every taste. Make sure to stop by and tell them the Saratoga and the Record podcast sent you.